I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the tanking wizard. What's you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm trying to figure out why my charge isn't working. I care more about my phone charge right now than uh, this loss tonight. So, <laughs> What a trivial <laughs> thing. We, right before we hit record, Nick asked this stunning question. Amazing. Remember when people got this mad about... <laughs> the Mavericks winning games over the past couple of years uh, as they do right now, losing games. And just could add Zion, Isaac. What a world that we're in right now. Wow. They didn't, might not have had to trade that pit, that extra Cam Reddish pick for Luca. If the Mavs would have lost a couple or won a couple more games, lost a couple Uh, more games. You sent me a tweet the other day and it was a Twitter account of a fan or a reporter for the uh, Pistons. Okay, for the Pistons. I was going to say for a, a, a struggling franchise. Pistons. And it was basically the whole argument that we had for multiple seasons on this podcast of, if y'all want, if y'all really think this team should just go out and lose every single night. And it was just a whole back and forth. And Nick just said, I'm so glad we're not having that conversation this year. And it's 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 just a much better season, you know? <laughs> So, on today's pod, obviously, Isaac and I will break down what we think about the Mavericks' loss to the Bulls, about Porzingis sitting, about Seth Curry sitting. We talked a little bit about that with Luca yesterday, so if you want to listen to that show, go ahead and listen to it. By the way, if you did not listen to our great weekend pod, yes, uh, living it up on Luca's mm. 21st birthday, go listen to that pod. Uh, the, very be- the very beginning of it is a must-listen for anyone that uh, likes this show and listens to it. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to to listener of the frequent listener to the pod, Mr. Cheesecake on Twitter, because that's just an incredible display name, Mr. Oh, Cheesecake. Shout out to you, Cheesecake. Shout out. Uh, but all right, on the pod today, we're going to break down the Mavericks 107 to 109 loss to the Bulls. Two points. You're not even going to tell why we're giving a shout out to Mr. Cheesecake? He asked what I thought about the game, and I told him that I would say it on the pod because that's what I always say when people ask oh, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. And he said, nice plug. I always listen, so I wanted to give him a shout-out. And his name is Mr. Cheesecake, and I thought that was great. Also, I okay, threw away out. half a cheesecake today, so RIP to your brethren, Mr. Cheesecake. Pr- proud of you, Nick. All right. Let's just get, let's just start with this. So people are asking us, at least on Twitter, you know, our, the listeners on Twitter are asking, what do you guys yeah. think of this loss? Are you frustrated about this loss? Uh, it seems off. like it seems like the over, overwhelming, the vocal majority on Twitter, which is which is the normal majority on Twitter, the vocal one, um, are very frustrated. And fans are very frustrated with a loss like this. That sitting Porzingis, sitting Seth Curry, um, you know Brunson is out with a legitimate injury, but sitting those two guys and then sitting Luca the night before, um, that the Mavericks should be playing these guys. If these guys can play minutes, and that Porzingis played into the fourth quarter in the last game, even when it was kind of a blowout 20-point win, that if he's able to play, he should play. And that if Seth Curry is able to play, and he just scored 27 the other night, 30 the night before that, 37 the night before, if he's able to play, he should play every single game because all these games matter immensely to the playoff standings. And that's what this vocal majority's point is. 
that they are frustrated with that. Personally. I'm, I'm yawning right now. Just keep going. <laughs> Personally, for me, I don't think that these games matter as much as we think they do because there's just so many variables right now. Do you remember in yeah. um, Infinity War, Avengers Infinity War, when Doctor mm. Strange is sitting, he's looking at all the different scenarios, and he's like, I just looked at 14 yeah. million scenarios, and Tony Stark's like, did we win in any of them? And he's like, just one. That's what this Mavericks team is right now. The Mavericks are the Avengers right now. And Ooh, I'm here for this take. The Mavericks are the this Avengers. Better than Little Mermaid. There is one scenario where the Mavericks make it all the way to the finals and win, right? Like, there's 14 million scenarios. There's one where the Mavericks, like, everything breaks right for them. Every single thing breaks right. And there's some things that they can control, some things, some things that they can't. But if they sh- try to start controlling their own destiny, like the Avengers did when they went back in time and all this stuff, they're doing all these crazy things. Spoiler, by the way. Mm. Then... Maybe they'll throw it off balance, and maybe they'll do this. And there's just so there's there's no way to be able to to guide yourself and drive yourself to the the best path possible. But there are a few things you can control. Right now, you can't control the standings necessarily. You could play all your guys and control and, where you're at in the standings and where your team is in the standings. However, what if the Mavs play all their guys? And they, you know, some lingering issues. Luca has, you know, an issue right now with the hand and with, you know, the ankle continuing. Porzingis, we didn't think was going to play any back-to-back games this entire season. And he has, he's been doing that, but Mavericks played him a little bit more and they sat him in this second night of a back-to-back game against the Bulls. Seth Curry's been even dealing with some issues. He's missed some games here and there. And what if he played all those guys and... You don't know either way, by the way. You don't know if the, the injury would continue, if it would get worse, if you're putting him at more risk. I think I would like to think that I would would put confidence in the Mavericks training staff to know when to sit guys and what is what gives them the best possible route and the best possible um, like scenario, best possible way to conserve as much of this team as possible and get, to get them as healthy as possible going into the playoffs. But what if, let's say, the Mavericks try to control their own destiny. They play all their guys. They go into the playoffs. They end up facing the Clippers anyway, right? They, they did all this stuff. They got to the sixth seed. The Clippers are, are, you know, that's as high as they could get, winning as many games as possible. They get to the sixth seed. Right now they're seventh. And the Clippers are third. And the Mavericks play the Clippers in the, in the first round, and they win one game, right? <laughs> With all those guys. And it came down to this. Wouldn't you rather have... You know, you guys as ready as possible for whatever comes in the playoffs than yes. to try as, as hard as possible and still end up you know with a bad result it's just, you're kind of playing scenarios and you're playing percentages of you know is somebody going to get hurt is somebody not going to get hurt and you're trying to limit those opportunities as much as possible when that's a thing you can control you can control how healthy you try to get your players right limiting them giving them a little bit of rest. There's just so much information about, you know, resting guys and giving them a, a chance to recover from certain things and everything. There's just so much on that that the Mavericks have decided to go that route. Uh, and apparently, their coach, their head coach, in charge of pretty much all of this, um, does not even care about the standings. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, he said he hasn't even looked at the standings this whole year. So they're trying to control themselves. This is like, you know... An NFL team, or I guess you can even say an NBA team, that doesn't even look at film of, an, of another team, and they just focus on themselves. We want to get our stuff right, and, and you know, it's a, it's like a high school team, right? It's like a high school basketball team at this point. We want to focus on ourselves and focus on where we are, get our stuff right, because if we get our stuff right and we execute, then we can beat anybody out there, 
right? And that's kind of where the Mavericks are as far as injuries and standings. They're not looking to try and, all right, how can we figure out to play? You know, our best matchup is probably Denver. So let's figure out how we can match up with Denver. Utah right now, they're struggling. How can we do that? They're saying we're going to focus on ourselves, focus on who we can be in the best possible Mavericks team that we can be, and let's get to that point before, you know, the playoffs come. And I think that's the, the you know that's the route that they should take, and that's what they're doing right now. Uh, I wouldn't fault them either if they played all these guys either, right? Like I, I wouldn't yeah. fault. I don't know if I would fault them either way. Um, but we're gonna. But there's also a scenario where they play some of these guys and they get hurt, right? Like they play Porzingis, they play Curry, and Curry gets an injury that's worse than the one that he already is, you know, kind of dealing with, and then he's out for the playoffs, right? <laughs> I mean, there's a scenario like that, and then a bunch of people would be complaining that the Mavericks should have just rested these guys during some of these pointless games because this game against the Bulls, while it does affect standings, it does affect certain things, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry if you went to the game and you wanted to see Porzingis and Curry. I understand that. Shout out to the Lockdown Mavs reporters that were in the arena. But the Mavericks right now have a six and a half game lead over the Grizzlies. Like that is still <laughs> a giant lead over the Grizzlies for the eighth seed. Then they have a 10 game lead over the Blazers for the ninth seed. They're not going to miss the playoffs, right? At this point, it would just be impossible. No, and, and that, yeah, that's just kind of the spot we're in. I'm trying to figure out all the. I was. Processing all these thoughts in what direction I was going to go and all these different turns of what you're saying. So now I'm, I'm trying to pick which path I'm going to go down without being redundant from yesterday because yesterday we talked about this. We talked about the, hey, if they go the route with Luka and really could go with Porzingis too of resting them to get them both healthy for the playoffs. And that means, if that means sacrificing some wins along the way, then it really doesn't matter if you end seventh or you, what if you go up to fifth? What's that going to get you? Cool. You you're in fifth in the West. It looks cool. It sounds cool that you moved up into the standings. But guess what? The Lakers are going to beat their first round matchup, whoever it is. You're not going to have home court against the Lakers. It's not like you're moving up to fifth to get home court in a series at some point. That that just ain't going to happen. And to I mean, I guess if you really think you could hit four and reach four, and then you could have a home court. This team really isn't even good at home court right now. But if you get home court for the 4-5 matchup with another good team and then you're facing the Lakers second round if you if you win that first round series so we we talked about the seeding a lot yesterday and I'm in the camp of I think they're shooting for the 7th you know, seed I think they should shoot for the 7th seed at this point I would prefer the 7th seed in the west right now <laughs> Over getting the getting fifth dangerous. or or sixth seed because I don't think the Clippers will will finish second. I think they'll rest some guys and all that stuff. I think the Nuggets, Rockets, whoever it is, I think one of those teams will finish in that second seed, and then you avoid the Lakers in the second round if you pull off the upset. So get everybody healthy. That's that's the biggest thing. You look at this, yeah. You look at this Bulls game and you say, why did the Mavericks? You know, should the Mavericks have won tonight? Absolutely, and yeah, they should have yeah. won this and game the, the tonight. The team that played tonight should have won tonight. We'll talk about that in a minute for sure. But the reasons why they didn't why they didn't win this was their fifth game in eight nights. Some of you are saying, okay, who gives a crap about all that stuff? It still play, it takes a toll. Fifth game in eight nights, you're missing. There's a bunch of reasons they should have won this game. And let's get into it coming up. Let's get into why the Mavericks should have won this game, uh, why they went out, how bad they played. There's a lot of things we can get into. But coming up, let's get into it. All right, Isaac. The Mavericks did lose this game. They only lost it by two, which is wild. It felt like they were down by 30 the whole game, uh, just by the way that the Mavericks were playing, the sluggishness, the, you know, 
the effort, the way that Luca just seemed to be a little passive on the court in a way that we haven't really seen him. Uh, the defense, <laughs> absolutely the defense was terrible in this game. Uh, like you mentioned, it's f- the fifth game in eight nights. It's a lot. It is the second night of a back-to-back as well, a road back-to-back, where they just went from, where did they play? <laughs> well, it's Minnesota to Chicago. And, oh, yeah, know, that's not, not that far. But it's not the longest distance in the world. It's cold up there, though. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest difference is obviously the people they're missing. And yeah, yeah if yeah. you still want to count Dwight Powell, but obviously Porzingis, the the other half of the the duo, and Seth Curry, who's killing it right now, Jalen Brunson. You so say, you can say the same thing for the Bulls, though they were missing. You know, but the Bulls they were missing suck. Zach, Zach Levine and, and Laurie Market, but they suck, and they were missing their best player in Zach Levine, I know, but, Laurie Market, okay. and Chris Dunn. Like, I have, you, I have you a great Zach Levine ones. stat for you. So it's just a great point, a great moment to bring this out. So last month, looking at the top 10 scores in the league for last month, in the month of February, okay. three of the top 10 players in scoring last month had a negative net rating for the entire month. Trey Young, of course, had a, had a negative net rating for the month, uh, but his was a, a minus 1.8. You know, whatever. Net rating, by the way, points difference between offensive and defensive rating. That's points allowed and points scored per 100 possessions. So basically, if you have a negative net rating, your team is getting outscored while you're on the court. Damian Lillard, he only played seven games last month compared to Trey Young, who played 12 games last month. Lillard, you know, he's hurt some, whatever. He was a minus three last, or yeah, minus three last month. Zach Levine averaged 27.9 points, the eighth leading score in the league for the month of February. He was a minus 10.6 in the month of February. Oof. Yeah. And he didn't play tonight in that one. So. <laughs> He's the problem. <laughs> is, he the, is he? No, I'll, I'll just say, I think, going back to your counter of the Bulls, I think the Mavericks missing uh, good players in KP and Seth Curry is different than the Bulls missing some of their players. Oh, for sure, it. for sure. No, but I mean, but the like but the Bulls. We're not. The, we're just giving reasons. The Mavericks should have won tonight. That's hands down. They should have won this game. But there's a lot of reason. Luca not being healthy, missing those. If you said it at the beginning of this year in 2020, who is the guys who's going to be in the ro- playoff rotation come playoff time? You know, four guys you're going to mention: Dwight Powell, KP, Seth, Seth Curry, Jalen Brunson. Like those far, four guys are probably going to be in the playoff, you know, playoff rotation uh, with JJ Barea, you know, in there too. So. You're missing those four guys, Luke and I, healthy fifth game, eight nights. Those are reasons. Excuses, they they should have won tonight, hands down. And whatever the reason was as far as on the court, the fact they still had a shot at the end of that game was unbelievable. I almost just turned it off and like, all right, let's go. Let's go to record this pod. But they still had a shot at the end with Luca's heave. And it was wild how they got there. They were down, what, with – 30 seconds left, 20 seconds left. They were down 98 to 107. They were down nine points. And then we get the uh, the maxi steal off the Thomas Sedaransky, um, you know, inbounds pass. That was just a crazy inbounds pass. Maxi gets a dunk. And then Dorian gets a steal. Or Tim Harley Jr. gets a steal. And Dorian gets a corner three. By the way, I know that pretty much everybody played terrible in this game. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, man. 18.7 boards, three assists. He didn't have any steals or blocks, which is kind of weird for him. 50% but from three. Two. I just thought he looked so good in this game. Uh, at, yeah. When everyone else was was bad, Tim Hardaway Jr. had 26 points, and you know, and Boban had a, the double-double off the bench. But 
Dorian, I just thought he looked, he just looks like a different player lately. And just stringing together some of his recent games, he just looks so confident. His drives, he has one cut every single game where he cuts into the lane and he dunks. And it's, it's awesome. He was just so hesitant when he first came in the league. And we glow about Dorian all the time because we've literally seen him grow up right on a, on a basketball court. It seems when he first came in, we were a little excited about him. He had that Remember his rookie year. He had that defensive possession on Giannis to like force overtime or something. And we just, we saw a little bit of potential in him, but on offense, the thing was, was it Dorian Finney Smith or Justin, Justin Anderson who should get more minutes at the wing. And Dorian was the safe pick. The one that didn't make any mistakes. Didn't try to do too much. He wasn't going to hit threes, but neither was Justin Anderson. Justin Anderson was going to try a little bit more. And now Dorian Finney Smith has become the guy that can do a little bit more. He's added things to his game. He can hit the three. How many did he hit in this game? Three of six from three in this game, uh, and he's shooting pretty well, you know, for the season. He is cutting. He can, you know, handle the ball a little bit. He's not scared to handle the ball. He can bring the ball up. He can, you know, create a little bit. He can pass. Like it's it's awesome to watch. That's a big success in this game. Uh, it's just the continued development of Dorian Finney-Smith. Everything else sucked, but <laughs> that, was, that was one. Yeah, that was one great I wa- spot. I wanted Delon Wright to be more aggressive as far as shooting the ball this game. He only are we to- are we already going to the negatives and the bad stuff from, from this game? I do want to pull it very many. Delon is Wright. Any this is the worst game he played as a Maverick. True or false? I mean, only. Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, yeah, twenty six minutes, zero points, only two shot attempts in this game, in a game that you're and missing. Bad Cape- defense. Just yeah, bad it- defense. Speaking of good defense, uh, no, the Chicago bad, got bad deep. I want to just move away from that. I mean, uh, well, you said defense, and it made me think of Adam Mokoka. <laughs> I never heard of him, guys. The there, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like, there's we obviously talk NBA every single day on this podcast. It's my job. And I follow. I follow NBA. Yeah, pretty closely. I didn't know who this guy was, and I thought he played pretty good defense on Luka tonight. <laughs> I just I, I liked his game. I, I liked his defense on, on Luca tonight. But anyway, going back to Dallas, yeah, I mean they they played seven seven players over twenty minutes tonight. Two of those guys coming off the bench was Boban and Delon. When you have this, this sounds really dumb and obvious, but when you have injuries, you got to move these guys up. And when you move Courtney Lee or Maxi, you know you take Seth Curry out of the lineup. You take you know Kristaps Porzingis out of the lineup, and now all of a sudden, like the the whole depth argument. I've heard. I, I've seen this on Twitter, and I, there's a lot of stuff on Twitter after the loss. It's 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 kind of frustrating. Can't this take year. too it's, much from it. It's, yeah, it's been hard. But I've seen this thrown around a lot. I said, man, this team just doesn't have depth. And I'm like, that was our question okay. at the beginning of the season. Do the Mavericks have depth? Do the Mavericks just have guys? But here's the thing: if you take four rotation guys yeah. <laughs> out of most teams, like who are even deep, like you're still gonna like they're probably still gonna have some struggles. Okay, so like. You're, it's not like you're missing one guy and you're saying, we don't have depth, you know? We're missing four solid Celtics, rotation guys. The Celtics miss one guy. Like, <laughs> they miss Gordon Hayward or they miss Jalen or Kemba right now. And they are, uh, they're, they were playing pretty well because Tatum's playing incredibly, but they have, you know, like two bench guys, right? Like that, that's yes. a team without depth. So I still think, I still think we're a deep team because when we are healthy and we have that starting unit in there, you you are bringing Maxi off the bench and Delon and you know, maybe Seth Curry, you know, some nights, whatever. Yeah. Like they have depth. I'm I'm not worried about the depth depth going into the you know the rest of the season. The depth. No, we're, we're gonna have another the slip death up of today. The Mavericks. <laughs> uh, 28% from three tonight as a team. That's incredible. Not gonna win games like that. Um. But you know the thing is, the Bulls didn't shoot that well either. They're t- they're twenty seven percent. 
They only took 17 free throws. You know a player I like for the Bulls? Kobe White. He's a steal. He's a steal. <laughs> I'm really happy for him. I like that Kobe White was celebrating like he just won a playoff game after the after the win against the Mavs. He's probably celebrating that he doesn't have to run like sprints or something after the game. <laughs> How mad was Boylan after Dorian hit that three? To, after <laughs> Mavs scored five points in seven seconds. He just doesn't. Just watching on TV, he doesn't look fun to play for. No. Fun to be around, fun to have a conversation with. None of Luca, those. Luca laughing at him. Incredible. Oh, can we talk about Daniel Gafford's alley-oop dunk? That was nasty. Win? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was nasty. Otto Porter Jr., welcome, First bro. game back. Gosh. Yeah. Why did it have to be this one? You've missed, what, three, four months, and you come back and put up 18 points off the bench. So, uh, there you go. But, no, going back to the seeding stuff, it's just – that's just kind of where we're at right now because now here's the thing. If they go on a five game losing streak, am I worried then? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm worried then. If we were in in the spot that the Blazers are in right now, or the Pelicans, or the Kings, or you know, one of those teams fighting for the AC to where every single game is that there is no cushion. You you are fighting for every single win right now for that last playoff spot. Then, then we're upset. Then we're getting on the spot man, that, man, it makes that win or it makes this game even bigger and a bigger loss. But right now there's a cushion there, and with that cushion comes the ability to take a game off. Not really take a game off because there's legit injuries on some of these guys, but you would rather get these guys healthy, sacrifice a game like this. You're get able a, to get manage the, the injuries a little more. You have a cushion yeah. to, to manage those injuries. And I'm not saying that they sacrifice. I, don't, I shouldn't say that word. That you're coming out of this loss and the loss sucks and they're pissed off. I'm not taking like for sure, but you're not walking away from it saying, "Man, that's the end of the world," or "We're not gonna make the playoffs now," or something like that. And I mean, I'm I'm just in the boat to where I want them to land at seven anyway. So exactly. Thanks. All right, coming up, let's move on from the Mavericks a little bit. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about from this game, you're the one more thing, one more thinking. Um, coming up, let's talk no, about. Well, I was to say we didn't see Willie Cauley. We didn't see Willie Cauley Stein tonight. Oh, good. Call. Uh, he he did dress and was active. He was back there. with the team. Uh, back with the team now. So we'll see what kind of role he has moving forward. Who has the bigger role in the Mavericks between now and the playoffs? Willie Cauley Stein or Michael Kidd Gilchrist? Um, I man, this is a bigger conversation. I think, but I think between Justin Jackson and Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Carlisle is just throwing them both out there and saying, "All right, one of you don't suck tonight." <laughs> and I don't know if he's getting I don't know if he's getting a resounding answer from either of the two right now. But <laughs> Okay, how many people this is a this is a very a good question. How many people played for the Mavericks tonight that won't play in the playoffs? It's a good question. We'll answer that coming up. All right, Isaac, you asked the question. How many people that play how many players that played in this game against the Bulls will not see a minute in the playoffs? Let's do that. Well, okay. <laughs> Let's say it won't be in the rotation because if there's some blowouts and stuff, some guys will log, you know, get in, whatever. Jackson, correct. Kid Gilchrist, probably, probably, at probably this point. Boban, probably, probably Courtney Lee. Yes. So we're looking at there is a total of ten players. Am I am I counting? Ten players who played tonight, and you can make four an argument. Yeah, four of them won't be in the playoff rotation at all. There you go. 
It's big. Anyway. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's a big deal. However, the anyway. Bulls still suck. We're, we're not. You're not conceding oh, that, right? Yes, they should have won this game. Luca was Luca was not great in this game. He started off. This was this is what happened in the Bulls game. And dang it, I knew we would do this. <laughs> this is a trap quarter. You know, you have mm-hmm. trap games where the other team comes and they don't have their players, and you're like, oh, we're gonna win this and you know wipe the floor with them. The Mavericks had a trap quarter where they came out and they were playing really well at the beginning, up by ten. And then they kind of let off the gas, and then all of a sudden the Bulls just came back and took it, and they had these scrappy little players and little, literally little, Valentine, Kobe White, uh, Makoka, Shaq Harrison, um, uh, Archie Diakono. That's the, that's the scrappiest player that there is. All right, how many guys on the Bulls won't play in the playoffs this year? Um, <laughs> ten played in this game. All of them. All ten. <laughs> Including All right, let's Martin. move on. I'm tired of talking about the sports. All right, game. let's move on. Let's we'll, we won't talk about that. All right. So for the Locked On NBA Network, I run the social media accounts. You guys should all be following at Locked On NBA Net on Twitter and Instagram. Go on Facebook as well and go follow uh, Locked On NBA Podcast, Locked On NBA Net. I've been doing these polls, and I've been taking you know account of all the NBA hosts. So I sent it out. Isaac and I both voted. Uh, a lot of the people that you know on the network voted. And I asked this, the first question I asked this week was, who are the top five teams in the NBA? And then I asked, who's the most fun team in the NBA? And that was a write-in. Top five teams in the NBA. Let's just go through them the way, you know, the the lockdown host voted, and we'll just stop when we disagree with one. Top five teams. Number one, the Bucks. Yes, led by the MVP of the league. For sure. Giannis. For sure. No disagreement from me. That's who I voted for. Number two, the Lakers. no. Did not vote no. for the, I did not vote for the Lakers. No, I voted for the Clippers. I'm still worried about the Clippers. Wait, wait. You did not vote. You did I did not, not vote, vote for, the, for Lakers. The, the Lakers. I voted for the Clippers number two. Oh, I thought you said I'm still worried about the Clippers. I was like, well, who did you vote for? Oh, I'm for? still worried about the, the Clippers as a Lakers fan myself. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Sorry. Yeah, that was confusing. Um, yeah, it's that, but that's who they voted for. It was uh, 90, 90% Bucks, and then the only other one that got... Votes was nine uh, percent for the for number one was the Lakers. Mm, so okay. the only teams getting votes for number one team in the NBA: Bucks and Lakers. Second best team it was fifty eight percent Lakers, thirty five percent Clippers, and then only six point five percent Bucks. The leftovers. So that that means there's one person that picked the Bucks as the third best team. <laughs> Maybe we should revoke their vote and find find out who it is. Who is so, it? But so far it's Bucks, Lakers, third best team. Clippers, they got 33% of the vote. Lakers also got 33% of the third team, but they had already been in second. So, uh, Clippers. So, that's top three teams. Bucks, Lakers, Clippers. And that's what it feels like it is in the NBA right now. It's going to come down to the Bucks out of the East and either the Lakers or Clippers. Is there any other team that you feel like that could come out? Um, playing the finals. Gosh. I mean, the East, there's some, there's some teams in the East that... Healthy Raptors? It, healthy Raptors. So, yeah. So... I I put I voted the Bucks first, Clippers second, Lakers third, and then I think I put the I want to say the Raptors or Raptors were the fourth best team. They got twenty nine percent of the vote for the fourth best team. They got a couple of votes for they got sixteen percent of the third best team votes too. That's that's a good amount. Um, so the Raptors yeah, put, were the fourth yeah. best team according to this poll. I put the Raptors as the fourth best team on my list, and then I put the Nuggets as the fifth best team. I think I put the Celtics as a fourth best. Celtics bench bench worries me some, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna be 
real right now, when it comes to the playoffs, right before, and we start making our predictions, as long as some things keep playing out, I might have Miami as my dark horse Ooh. finals team. Finals team. Interesting. Miami got like three votes for fifth best team. They didn't get any other votes. I want to see how they play a little bit when they're fully healthy, how the rotations shake out a little bit. But, yeah. I like that Miami team. I like Spolstra uh, coaching them, especially going against like a uh, Philly or something like that. Last two teams in the top five. So it goes Bucks, Lakers, Clippers. Raptors, number four. We mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Number five. Fifth best team in the NBA. Houston Rockets. As voted on by the Locked On NBA hosts. Oof. Over I the did, Nuggets. I don't think I voted Boston. for the, the – I don't know if I voted for the Rockets. I may have voted for the Raptors then because I voted for the Celtics earlier. Um, the Rockets got 22% of the votes. Not an overwhelming, but they did get 19% of the fourth team, fourth best team votes. So they got a decent amount of both, which pu- which pushed them into fifth. Um, here's, I, here's my Rockets take right now. I think – what what Houston's doing or they're trying to do, I think hey, I commend them for trying this and for doing it, and it's like working for the most part. They just lost against the Knicks tonight, but going the small ball. Hey, just throw it out there and let's try it. Like you're not going, they weren't going to win with Capella, win a title with it anyway. So let's let's do this. Let's do something different. And I think it's catching people off guard right now. But I think when it comes to the playoffs, when you have when the other opposing team has a weak you know, week and a half to prepare for them and prepare, prepare for that style and that small ball, like lineups and stuff. I think that's when it will be exposed a little bit. I'm pretty sure I I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'm pretty sure they lost the rebounding battle by like 30 tonight in New York. They're losing it. They're losing it since they've changed the small ball system, but they're winning games. And you know, they only lost, uh, you know, to New York by like what, two points, one point or whatever it was. So, I just think I think right now losing to the Knicks, winning teams do it. <laughs> I know, um, but like right now, I think you know so many teams. Some of you, some of you might not know this. Some of you, you know, a lot of you probably do. But like a lot of NBA teams, they don't get to practice much during the season because they're always traveling. They need to take days off. You know, when they get back on a road trip, they'll take a Doc day. Doc Rivers so, teams never practice. Like, <laughs> well, never. yeah, to, they've done to they've find, done it this year because they have such a new team. But they but JJ Redick has said on his pod like that they never practiced ever. His whole whole the time all the time he was with the Clippers, they never practiced during the season. So like yeah, like to find time as a team to practice, go over stuff. They have like you know they'll have film sessions, whatever, and they'll talk stuff over as a team. But the Rockets, I think they're catching some of these teams off guard because you know they don't have a lot of times to prepare for it. So I think come to a playoff setting, I think they're going to get exposed a little bit. I so I think it's getting a little overhyped right now. Teams have time to take something away in the playoffs to be able to to game plan for something, and also everyone tries harder. The rotations are crisper. Teams try a little bit harder. They play all their guys. You know, there's so many different things that you can come up with. But uh, yeah, that's my thing about the Raptor or about the the Rockets too. I think this this works in the regular season. I'm yet to see it. Uh, we've we see yep. it at the very end of you know of playoff games. You know, when the when the Warriors went super small, they started a couple games super small, but they still even had you know Draymond, who's just complete anomaly. But yeah, I would be fascinated to see them play Denver in the first round. If that, somehow that matchup could happen, I, I would love Utah. to see Jokic against. What do, they these. Do, with, what do you do with Gobert? Utah, I feel like they could expose Gobert a little bit, and that would be. I, I'm still not worried as a Mavs fan. I still think to like play the Rockets. KP, yeah, I would. I would. I would like to play Houston <laughs> in the first round. <laughs> there you go, guys. We'll be back. I think tomorrow. 
we are going to have Jake Madison from Locked On Pelicans because on Wednesday, Mavericks play the Pelicans. That's a big one. So we're excited about that. I have a feeling the Mavericks will play most of their guys in that one. Uh, but we'll see. You guys may know more than us by the injury report, by the time the injury report comes out. But we will be back, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>